0: Hello, Nevada Drew here, uh, this is a much belated UK Games Expo special podcast. Really sorry for not doing this sooner, I was busy slash I kind of forgot I had recorded these. Oops! Sorry, anyway, enjoy. I've put timestamps in so that you can quickly find all the board games and people I spoke to. Thank you, bye! And we're good.
1: Okay, so this is a Summoner's Isle, yep. it's an area control game where you summon a variety of creatures onto the, a small interconnected aisle, yeah. uh, and what you're going to use those creatures for is to battle other people's creatures, take domain of certain territories, yeah. and ultimately gain yourself more energy. Cool. Energy is that's key to the game, because yeah. that's how you summon more creatures on the next round. Cool. So your energy level is going to be going up and down, up and down, all the way through the game. there's yeah. just so many more things in, you expend all your energy, you build more energy back up by using your creatures, and again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, it's got a couple of catch-up mechanisms, which are quite neat. Yeah. The first being, the further around the energy track you are, so the closer you are to winning, the harder it is to hold on to that energy. Yeah. So it kind of seeps away from you. Whereas the lower end of the energy track, if you're quite far behind in the game, yeah. you get instant rewards just for being where you are on the track. Uh, the other catch-up mechanism is that whoever's last at the end of a round becomes first at the start of the next round. Right. So you've got first pick or where to summon your creatures still on that round. Right. So you've got advantage. So basically you're kind of constantly hopping over each other for pole position throughout the game and it's about biding your time so when it comes to near the end of the game you either go for a run to try and hit your full 36 points or you just try and get as much energy as you can before the round seven or round nine depending on what type of game you're playing. Cool. So two different boards come in with the game. Yeah. There's a two player version, uh, which is much more open, and then there's a three to four player version uh, yes. which is a bit more intense. And so you just flip the board over for different versions you want to play. Cool. But uh, three different types of creatures, all Used very differently in the game. Yep. You've got your sprites, which are your weakest, but you've got the most of those. Yep. And they're really how you gain energy. Because yep. they, they tap into the island's natural energy resource and give it to you. Cool. You've got your trolls, which are your big attacking force, yep. and then you've got your worms, which are kind of your brutes. They just stop everything going through. Right. That's kind of it in a nutshell.
0: Okay, cool. Sounds good. I'm, I'm intrigued. So- What would
1: you do like a given turn, like, what would I do from, like... So, okay, so a round is in three phases. Yeah. So the first phase would be summoning. Yeah. So you take it in turns to either summon worms, trolls, then sprites. Yeah. So if it's just a two-player game, it'll go between you. So does player A want to summon a worm? Yes or no? Then it goes to player B. Yeah. Then player A, do you want to summon trolls? Yes or no? Ah, yeah. Back and forth. So you're never waiting too long to do something. no. Cool. Uh, that uses up your energy, yeah. so you spend all your energy to fill up the board with trolls, yeah. uh, creatures, sprites, worms. Second phase is your action phase, so sprites only have one action, so they can either move into another place across designated paths, yeah. or they can do one attack. Right. Uh, trolls have three actions, yeah. so three potential moves, three potential attacks. Okay. Uh, your worms only have two Actions. We also have a special ability. You can spend power to spot places with other creatures that are on the same path as you. So you could actually not use any of your actions, go all the way across the board, and then start using your attacks. Brilliant. So people don't really know what's coming with your big guy.
0: Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, Attacking is very simple. You just roll a six sided dice and add the bonus. Yeah. Uh, And it's a very Intense game in that respect because most of the time five or sixes are what you need Yeah, uh, and so you could use all three actions up just to get rid of a little Sprite uh, And it gets a bit, yes come on Why <laughs> not for the Sprite? Sprites are uh, pretty useless when it comes to attacking, but they're good if they defend on defend mass yeah. So the more you have in one territory, the better their defences.
0: Oh, right, so you can have more than one like, stack on top of each other
1: on a space. No, in that like oh, a, his in a territory. The yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So if, uh, say, so this area here has got three summoning places. Yeah. If you had four spikes in there, his defence is a roller d6. Add one, two, three. Ah, oh, we see. I so each additional spike gives you a plus one to defence. Yeah. Whereas your uh, trolls and worms, they've got a fixed defence of seven and eight. So you just roll the dice and try and beat those. Brilliant. Cool. So uh, kind of set loosely around the Iceland, Icelandic mythos. Okay. Uh, when I was doing my research for islands to use within the game,
0: yeah.
1: I come across an island called Thule, mentioned quite a lot. Right. And some people thought it was Atlantis, some people thought it was Iceland, some people thought it was elsewhere in the world. No one really knows where it was. Yeah. So I did a bit of digging and I found this really lovely Dutch uh, cartography of Iceland from the 13th century, oh, wow. and it's totally wrong. Oh. <laughs> Iceland doesn't look like this, no. <laughs> but I loved it so much that I used that as a base of, uh, of what inspired the rest of this. Brilliant. Oh,
0: cool. uh, what are the little circle
1: this just, just to see where you are.
0: Oh, I see. Just yeah. track the,
1: the, yep. And the, the bit that, that popped out is your energy, track. energy tracker. Yeah.
0: See if a so the winner is the person with the most
1: energy. If uh, when you get to round seven, yeah. on a standard game, yeah. uh, the person with the most energy wins. Yeah, but you don't get the title summoner. Right. If you only put, only if you get to thirty-six energy. Right. That ends the game immediately. Right. And then you are a full fledged summoner, and you go to the mainland and save everyone's lives. Ah, cool. There's a, there's a bit of a backstory to that.
0: Cool. That's decent. Nice. It seems elegantly simple as well. Thank you very much. Awesome.
1: Excuse me a question for you. So. Oh, that's
0: cool. Brilliant. Thank you. Wow. Right, okay, so, hello again. Right, so, I'm here with, what's your name, sorry? James. James, here from James from... Loot the Creations. Brilliant. So, and you're going to show me... Mr. head's Garden. Brilliant, which is a solo game, isn't it? Yes,
2: uh, the, actually, it was a highly acclaimed Todd Sanders... PNP solo game. Yeah. Okay. We could uh, find it, uh, all the files on uh, BGG, and it was uh, very well received. So we decided to publish it, and we actually included rules for two-player games as yeah. well as uh, two uh, mini expansions. Cool. And, uh, okay. Brilliant. Uh, it was on Kickstarter. The campaign yeah. ended three days ago. Right. It was funded, and will be released around Essence Field. Cool. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Kabacian's uh, passion life is gardening yep. and uh, every year he takes part in the annual Blue Ribbon uh, Garden Club contest yep. and he tries to have uh, the perfect garden to show uh, in order to win the coveted Blue Ribbon Award. Uh, in the game, you are, as Mr. Kabacian, you try to make a beautiful garden, okay, yep. to have it evaluated and rewarded uh, at the end. Uh, what you do in your turn, uh, you have a deck of vegetable cards, you yep. okay, reveal three like that, and you choose one of those two plants in your garden. Okay. Your garden will be a rectangle of uh, three uh, rows by six columns. Yeah. Okay. So you plant your vegetables one by one every turn, and at the end uh, it will be evaluated. So you see the blue number here is the points of this particular vegetable, but in order to score points, a vegetable needs to be adjacent to another one of the same type okay either orthogonally so uh, like that or like that so So this will score four points but this will score nothing because it doesn't have any other of the same type adjacent okay okay Uh, now there are some restrictions when choosing the vegetables Uh, whenever you want to uh, pick the rightmost card see the bees in the beehive here yeah and you have already some in front of you in your supply so whenever you want to pick the rightmost card you need to move one from the hive to your supply, Okay. and whenever you want to pick the leftmost one, you need to move to return 1B back to the hive. Okay. So uh, this is not like uh, money, you need to have a lot in order to buy, it's just a, a balance factor in order to, you know, uh, you can't always take what you want, okay. yeah. you need to balance things out. Okay. Okay, so you pick a card and... Uh, it, discard those, reveal three new, pick one, and so on and so forth. You do that 15 times and the game ends. So, you see, it's uh, fast and simple and lasts about 10 minutes. Okay. Now, the thing is, Mr. Kabatid has some very tedious neighbors and uh, he needs to go on frequent vacation on his uh, summer house. Yeah. uh, And when he does, These tedious neighbors tend to go into the garden and mess around and sometimes steal his vegetables. I know. So, uh, the way that works is from the two cards, from the three cards in front of you, after you pick one, you look at the neighbor number, that is the white border number here, and the, the highest one tells you how many neighbor tokens you are supposed to reveal. Yeah. And these have the face of one of the neighbors on the other side. Yeah. So you put them like that. Okay. And you do it again for the second round and the third and the fourth, and every five rounds, and on Holiday Garden is revealed, it's uh, the time where you go on holiday and the tedious neighbors visit you. So the neighbor with the most tokens will be the one that visits you and mess around in your garden. Okay. And each one... Does something different uh-huh. so some of them like to steal certain types of vegetables like turnips uh, or radishes yeah uh, some others uh, want to move the vegetables around and no. order them or separate them stuff like that the, so you should uh, expect and manipulate in order to favor you instead of harm you. Uh so this is pretty much the game uh, just to have uh, a feel of it the setup is pretty simple, I just divide the deck into three files and yep. then stack them. Got you. Uh, above the on-holiday cards.
0: On-holiday, like and then that's it. Okay.
2: Simple. Now, before you start your turn around, let me tell you about one last thing. Yep. Now the Garden Club Committee will award not, not only the types of vegetables you have in your garden, but also certain garden designs, okay. patterns. Okay, so you can see here some awards that they are willing to uh, offer. For example, the four corners, if you have the same vegetable in all four corners, you score 12 additional points. Right. The avenue is having the same type in the first column and another type in the uh, rightmost column. Or uh, other particular designs, having a lot of the same, or uh, ending the game with all six B's in your supplies. All of these things and you more points. So, in order to achieve a, high, a really high score, you also need to keep an eye for, for those and try to achieve as many of those as possible. Brilliant. So, let's uh, uh, try
0: to get a What mimic. does the black number
2: mean? The, the black number is called the neighbor number, Yeah. and it is only used uh, for some of uh, the neighbors' uh, abilities. So it's used for the neighbor stuff. Yeah. Okay,
0: brilliant.
2: Okay, and the red number is how many copies are in the deck. Ah, so got the you. more the points, the less the copies in the deck, usually.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I'll so i pull them back don't i mm-hmm. there we are Perfect. and then they get discarded okay.
2: before you do yeah some neighbors will be revealed
0: ah yes so uh, the highest of th- the two so, so two, two two neighbors yep. Reveal two neighbors which is mr onion and then they go and get discarded, discarded yeah. and then another three okay so
2: So you see you don't when you place your first vegetable you don't specify where it is yeah so this could be the top right most card or the bottom left most card whatever you want whatever okay it will be decided when you put your the next cards
0: yeah okay right i'm going to then play some lettuce it's gonna go Mm -hmm. here i don't quite know and i take two more tokens <laughs> it's the tomato. Oh no, it's Sally tomato. Sally tomato. And, and also, uh, it was the left one. So, when so well, I've not got no bees left, I can't. There, oh. there. <laughs> there we are. Wrong place. Right. Uh, so, let's take that one so I can put a bee back. And I want to take three people. Uh, tomato. Savoy. Nice. Oh, this is not good, <laughs> I'm not getting anything of the same. Um, Indeed. Oh, let's go with the pump. Oh, no. Let's go with this one so I get some more bees. get some more bees. Yeah, the salt spike. Uh, and a lot of points wait, for I'm that. Put it there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I got two more people i all so many onions. All right, put those away.
2: Now let's take a look at that neighbor. He's the most probable to visit you. So, yeah. and uh, the visit will be on the next round. Aha. So, let's see what he's about to so do. So, he's the person with the most
0: that comes to visit you. Exactly.
2: So, he always uh, removes the churning, salty, or radish with the highest vi- uh, with the highest vegetable number. Right,
0: okay. So, remember, we've only got one turnip, so that's just going to be that. Problem. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, there's a radish. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to take lettuce, uh, okay. so that's two of these, so tomato okay. and carrot finally. So you also take a B. I take a B, I'm going to put the lettuce there. And now the lettuces will score points. Yeah, you point points. Neighbor okay. visit. So do we take all the tokens off? Or? Yes, exactly.
2: We we'll yeah. discard them, put them we'll face down, down, down again, down and, and shuffle them.
0: And he takes the turn with the highest thing, so just go and just go up Discard it, yeah. Right.
2: And we continue like
0: that. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay, so yeah, let's go with let's go pumpkin. All mm-hmm. right, so uh, one tomato. Uh, where am I putting the pumpkin? I'm gonna put it here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Did you say that. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, rutabaga. Let's some rutabaga. Scandal one. Tomato. Yeah, that a any choice. And then we'll pop it there. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, I'm going to go really bigger again. So three, three beans. Oh dear, all the, oh my gosh. The tomat- I've got so many tomatoes. Uh, she'll go, yeah. I've got to specify you my could, corners. You have could I? even have put it there. I'll put it if there. It. I'll put it there, yeah,
2: put it there, yeah, there. we are. And you could continue uh, either side.
0: I can go wherever. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think I will take the carrot, take back that, and then reveal two. So, there we go. Carrot. I'll put the carrot. Yeah,
2: We can be pretty sure that Sally is the one to yes. you next round, so let's yes. see what she does. She always removes the vegetable with the lowest vegetable number.
0: Ooh, oh, well, that's just. Oh, that my lettuce! No! It's the lettuce, yeah.
2: Maybe you can manipulate her, see if there's one lower, but.
0: There ah, is. No, no. no. Well, I can take a pumpkin. it's oh, yeah, so good one. It's not all bad. <laughs> First. Um, oh, was... yeah, two of these. Can we
2: discard the holiday cards.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yep. Pumpkin. not pumpkin. Not pumpkin. Uh, get rid of my lettuce. Uh, right. Let's take the rutabaga. Put it there. Reveal two. Mm-hmm. Uh, one carrot, one onion. You cannot actually put it there. Uh, there are three, column,
2: three, uh, three columns three Oh,
0: three by three. There we are. B. Ah. Oh, I've got to take the root South of it. Salsify
2: is a good one. You have to score points. Otherwise, this would give you zero points.
0: Ah, but well, where can I put it? Oh, can, you go three. But you can put it there. Oh, how, how big are the columns? Three by what? Sorry. Three by six. Oh, three by six. Ah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'll do that then. Yeah, take that. So that's take the B from this mm-hmm. side, is it? Uh, so, Reveal 2, uh, Savoy, Oh, Tommaso.
2: So see, he, uh, on the holiday round, if two uh, neighbors tie for the most tokens, then they will be too busy bickering, so they will leave your garden ah, alone, and that's a good that's thing. A good, yeah, it doesn't hey. happen that often, Yeah, but uh, when it does, it's very, nice. it's very good.
0: Yeah. Nice. The pumpkin, yeah. Sure. See the pumpkin. Reveal three. Oh, I, I like the Tomato lady. She's, uh, <laughs> she's, she's my favorite. So it really seems so. Pumpkin. Ah, oh, beautiful. So now the edges are fixed. Yeah.
2: This is for sure the first column, the sixth column, and the rows are also. Brilliant.
0: Fixed. Uh so let's take a lot of options there. I'll take this one because I can put a bee B-back. <laughs> yes.
2: uh. Yeah, because when the beehive is empty, so you see you cannot take the rightmost card yeah, yeah. since you need to move a bee. To uh, onion, carrots. Nice, we have a tie for now. And this is the final, final round, round, round before, uh, oh, actually go. the final round of the game.
0: Uh, a carrot, I suppose, yeah, carrot. Okay. And then uh, just, oh, there. Okay. Uh, reveal one more.
2: Hi. Yes, we have a three-way tie, so Brilliant. no neighbor will visit you good for you yes and now we evaluate your garden okay so the let's score since they are adjacent to each other so we'll get four and four eight points for that yeah okay two times four is eight more points for the Ruta Vega so 16 points yeah plus 16 32 for the sunflower. yeah plus 18 that's 50 points plus 656 points uh, now from what I see you uh, you have not made a particular
0: design
2: that will be awarded so 56 points and you. A White Ribbon Award?
0: I mean, it's not terrible, so it's I'll not, take it's it. It's not. It's an okay score for the first game. A polite rumors. is uh, it's fine.
2: Yeah. Of course. But, you know, it's a solid game. In order to achieve the highest scores, you need to uh, perform
0: at least two or those. three of these uh, designs cool. uh, at the same time. Brilliant. It's more difficult. No, that's cool. How, how does the um, how does the two-player variant work? With a two-player game,
2: each player builds his own garden, right. so uh, you don't care. You don't go for the same high scores because yeah. the players interfere a lot with each other's play and they yeah. tend to share each other a lot. So they don't get that good scores as yeah. in uh, the solo game. So you again, in your turn, reveal three cards and you again choose one to place, reveal the neighbor tokens, but then instead of discarding the other two, you put one on the bottom and one in front of the other player. Uh-huh. And in fact, you choose where? I mean, in the rightmost slot, leftmost, or in the middle. And then reveal to you. I like that. So the other player does the same. Yeah. Pick one, one on the bottom, and gives me back one. Brilliant. And it works like that, back and forth. Again, 15 turns. Yeah. So it takes 15, 20 minutes stops even for him to play again.
0: Brilliant. I like it. It's really simple. Yeah, I like the two-player variant as well. It's decent. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. Great. Thank, you for thank you. Thank you for
2: showing me. Thank Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, um, when's it coming out again, sorry.
2: Uh, around Descent Spiel, uh, Right before, right after, not exactly sure, but... Brilliant, there.
0: brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Oh. Right, so I have about another interesting game for Miniature Stuff. I'm here with... Curtis Fell. Curtis
3: Fell, who should have shown me... Uh, I'm going to show you Minigangs. My company's called Ramshackle Games. Brilliant, Mini right. Minigangs is like, like an intro game yep. for beginners. People who don't know anything about... Playing games on a tabletop with miniatures. Yeah, um, it's all free to download on the website. Yeah, the core rules, but then it expands into a much more like um, I don't know, beer and pretzels game. You know, the kind of game that you can chuck in a bag, take down the pub, take down your local club. Yeah, get people interested in what you're doing without too much investment. You need yep. four models. That's yep. it. That's it. Wow. Cool. Uh, should we keep going?
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. So, tell me how how the rules work, what's the, what's the rest of it?
3: Uh, the game works by, I mean, you know, it's trying to introduce how to do movement, how to do shooting, um, you know, how to handle, like, you know, how the dice rolls yeah. work. Yeah. Um, you know, I played it yesterday with this lady who, who, she played video games and she really wanted to learn about play in these kind of games and you know, i just showed her and I really quickly you know she got the idea and i do this quite a lot with people like i just people who've got no idea you know i play it with my six-year-old son i uh, play it with even my wife gets involved in it. she hates these kind of games but then i mean like it goes on to to you add a pack of cards in with it yeah um and it really becomes this kind of like more you know in-depth strategic game that you know doesn't take long to play. It takes yeah. about, you know, half an hour, you know, less than an hour usually to play a game with four players. So yeah. you can really... Oh, it right. goes all up to four players then. So yeah, as many one, as
0: not you want. It's 1v1, it goes up yeah. It goes up,
3: and up. Yeah, as many as you want. Wow. Cool. You know, it's a really inclusive game. Yeah. Check it out. Mini-gangs. Mini-gangs. Yeah. So, so talk, talk me through like a turn, so... I'm gonna move and then I'm gonna shoot or Yeah, uh, you have tell, like, you telling. have you have four men in your in your gang. Yeah. Um you have a guy who's good at shooting, yeah. a guy who's gonna fight in, yeah. a leader who's somewhere in between, like it's a good all-rounder, yeah. and then a healer. Yeah. And um everybody can make a single action in a turn. So I do my whole gang, yeah, and each one makes an action and those actions are shoot, walk, fight, heal. Not everybody can do every action, like, only the healer's able to do a heal action. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and yeah, you know, so, yeah, you move 10 centimeters, uh, so you move around the board, Yeah. Uh, you can shoot 30 centimeters, yeah. so you're trying to get in range, uh, you know, combat is obviously only if you're kind of really close to them, yeah. and then when somebody gets injured, you lie them down on the floor, Yeah. and then you try and get your healer in to heal them, yeah. and, I mean, that's the basic game really simple yeah uh you know if you want more of a kind of an experience from it then then moving on to the next next level you add in a whole bunch of cards which are things like i don't know you know armor equipment grenades yeah and, and it does you know in the in the rule book it does add in a few more you know rules for handling things like grenades and it just really adds this extra level of you know gang design simple gang design and you know complexity of of strategy so so you know there's different guns in it so you'll make the gun more powerful or you'll make it with a longer range which obviously really affects how everybody interacts when you play it yeah
0: yeah yeah Cool. so in combat what am i rolling the d6
3: yeah yeah and um uh, to keep it as simple as possible we've uh, taken the stats down to everybody just has one stand on their right. profile, Okay. so really easy to remember, really easy to kind of reference. Yeah. And the combat's based on combat, you've got to try and roll below your number, and shooting, you've got to try and roll over your number. Okay. And, and so it's as simple as that, on a d6. You know, really quick. So, two dice, every. Ah, uh, single yeah. dice. Single dice, single dice. dice. Yeah. dice. yeah. yeah. And uh, as the you know you can um, as the game develops as you go on to like the more uh, you know the, the, the sort of more complex versions, the deeper yeah. versions, yeah. Um, you know you can do stuff like buy a shield which reduces your opponent's chance of hitting you. Yeah. So there is ways that you can build in you know defense yeah. rather than making it into I get a defense role. After you've made an attack roll, it's all just rolled into, it's all just combined into one roll to make it really as quick as possible and as simple as possible. Yeah, okay, cool. And that's minigames. Oh, sounds intriguing. I like the, the,
0: the fast pace of it. and I like how it goes up to as many people as you want. Yeah. So just yeah, get, I mean, I mean we, out, we've
3: had a I few games off. that's like six players. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it takes a little bit longer, but it's pretty quick. You know, yeah. it's, it's really so easy. If you've only got four units, it's not going to be too long. Yeah. You, so. I mean, you can expand it with, um, I mean, it's called Minigames Gateway, Minigames Casual, and Minigangs Hardcore. And these are the different kind of levels of play. Yeah. And with Hardcore, you can really, like, you know, you can do whole armies with it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You don't have to you know if you don't want to play with just four guys there is there is the rules to support it cool yeah and that's mini games please check it out i mean we've got we've got a facebook page for it yeah uh, What's your Facebook page? Oh, well, it's Games. It's minigames, yeah. there we go. And then Let's there's, I mean, you know, we've got Ramshackle Games Facebook page. Yeah. We've got the the website, it's www.ramshacklegames.co.uk. Oh, and brilliant. Yeah, come and check it out. Brilliant, yeah. So, yeah, that's
0: that's minigames. Okay. Thanks very much. Uh, that's like a really interesting little miniatures game. It's really fast and really easy to put together. Cool. Bye. Hello, yes, uh, I'm Nevada from Bits and Pieces. I don't think I said
4: that. Uh, I'm sorry who you are again. I'm Ivan Oliver from uh, 2d6 games brilliant and so what what, what we're looking at
0: today what's this
4: see so this is the block war game and it's based on the estonian war of independence okay And i don't know where where to start so let's talk. what makes it uh, different from uh, other war games Uh, block war games is that first of all you don't know exactly how many actions you get during your turn. It's not a normal I go you go Yeah, because when it's your turn, I will draw one of these cards so and the number here in red shows uh, a number between two and four and this is the amount of actions you get I will not show it to you okay. But just at some point of time I will say okay, you're over no. Second, we have this initiative track, like each time you do an action, it moves towards me. And when I say the turn is over, we'll check whose side is running. Yeah. In that case it's on my side, but if it ends up here, it's your turn again, I draw another card. Uh-huh. So it may happen that, for example, I have uh, I shuffled them. let's say, I have four, one, two, three, four, yeah. and you will get two. So, it's your turn again. You have gathered some initiative. Yeah. And now, during the turn, what you can do is, you can choose, basically, from two actions only. One is movement, and movement is quite simple. You just uh, activate one or any, any units in one region, one area, and move to one adjacent. Yeah. But oh yes. If, if, yeah. And if you're moving into clear terrain, then you can move once more to clear terrain yeah. like this. Yeah. So, like we're running on a field as fast as we can, and so and that's the movement. You you cannot move like here and here. So both moves must be on a clear. Cool. And the second action, well, it's a war game, is shooting other units. Let's take. Now, when you shoot other units then first you check if you have line of sight, if you can see each other. And to do this you check if you can draw at least one line from one of the central points yeah. this to no. this, you can. But this means you can also see from this to here, because you can draw a line from here.
0: Yeah.
4: And then uh, you reveal that lead attacking unit. and this strength shows how many dice I will get when attacking. So it's four. And then I will decide if I want to make a prior group. So why it's good I will explain a bit later. And then I will choose who I will shoot. Okay, I will choose that one. Now I will check the range. Normally I have four dice. No, If I shoot close range at I get one extra dice. Two, range two no modifiers, Raise 3, minus 1, minus 2, and so on. And, no, what what I do is I roll these dice. Let's say I roll that one, that result. No, this fire group allows me to increase the lowest number by one. So I get something like this. No, you have two dice. So let's say you roll something like this. When you are in a forest or building, you get one extra dice for independent. Yep. But at the moment you're clear, so no modifications. You roll this. So what happens now is we start comparing the results from highest to lower. Six to five, you win this. Five to four, I win this. And three and two and you have nothing, so I win this as well. Yeah. And so three to one I win this firefight and so you lose one step. But what if all my all my dice inflict a hit to you then you will lose two steps. Yeah. So and that's that's the shooting part. No, it may happen. That it will be hand-to-hand combat. This happens when Units from both sides are in the same area. Yeah. This, this is resolved after turn ends and everybody is revealed. And then you will not look at the numbers but check the steps that are left. So one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Four to four. We both roll four dice and in that case there are, each hit must be taken so we don't calculate the overall score anymore. And defender wins all the ties. Okay. No. Yeah. And and there were also a few special units. First, artillery. Well, artillery back then wasn't that effective in killing units, but what you do is you suppress. When you shoot, you choose an area and then put Free fire markers here. As long as there is at least one marker, all units here, when attacking or defending, get uh, minus one dice.
0: Okay. And
4: also, you roll two dice. If you get ten or higher, each of these lose one step as well, additionally, Okay. And what you have more is the blank units. It's better, kind of, you know, like see something or you don't. You don't know what what is moving here. Yeah. So. Uh, to, to understand it, you have to shoot it, reveal your position, but this goes away, so you have a bit more knowledge about my positions. Okay. And there are some special units, like the one with M. M is machine gun, so whenever he is attacking or defending, he may modify his twice roll by one. Okay. A is when attacking. And also we have not in this scenario, a D, it's when depending. Okay. So, during the turn, you can choose from two actions. And you do a reaction as long as I tell you that it's over. But, during the turn also, I can do reaction fire. When you move somewhere, I can interrupt the game, tell you, I do the reaction fire. I give up one in- initiative for that. And do the ordinary. Attacking, okay. uh, like I described before. And, and during the setup, here, but before you set up, you draw a card. And the number below, the green one, shows you what's your goal, what's your objective that you're trying, trying to get. Uh, okay. So I don't know what you're going after. Yeah. I must defend all of these, but you're only after one, so it's uh, it's a bit asymmetrical that way. Okay. The, the blue ones are for different scenarios, so yeah. these are not used in that way. Okay. And that's basically the game.
0: Cool. so you say it's based on the um, civil war in mean, the, the, the revolution uh, it, It's rather. the yeah,
4: it uh, the Estonian War of Independence. It was part of the Russian Civil War, right. and we gained the independence thanks to that.
0: Right. Okay, so what side is which? There is a red the
4: Russians there? Sorry? What, what side is which? Is blue is um, Romania and then? Uh, blue are the Estonians Estonia. and uh, red are all Soviet forces. Right. And this is a short scenario with only one map, but we have six different ones. Oh wow. Two, six different scenarios. There are two-sided maps and yeah. normally you have at least two of these maps together. Right. So it creates a larger area of conflict. So up to 4. Cool. Uh,
0: Do you want to have a demo game then?
4: Yeah, we we could have. How long does a game normally last? Is
0: it long, short, short?
4: Well, this one will take no no more than 30 minutes. Okay. But the full games, uh, they will take one and the largest one no more than 2 hours. So.
0: Cool. Um, quickly before I, I unclip all this, we'll have a game. Um, where can people find the game? Where's it? What where can, where can they where can people get a copy if they want to pick up a copy or find out more information? What, well, like well, social media or website? Yeah,
4: yeah, we are in social media almost everywhere, uh, Twitter, Instagram, yeah, Facebook, yeah,
0: yeah, super. Uh, 36 games. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, super, right. Uh, I'll uh, unclip this, So um Another store again with uh, Al- Albedo.
5: Al- uh, I think it's Albedo. Albedo. But I'm not, not entirely sure the <laughs> pronunciation. Right. I would I would use the German pronunciation, and that would be Albedo. Albedo. Okay. And I'm here with.
0: Uh, do you catch your name? Uh, my name is Kai Herberts. Kai Herberts. And, uh, Brilliant. And what's the game company again?
5: It's Herberts Entertainment UG. Brilliant. Started oh. in 2016.
0: Super. So tell me about i
5: Yeah, so this is my latest game. It's a deck-building game, but it has a few... Uh, interesting twists to the uh, formula, so you have uh, 9 cards and you draw 6 of those cards, so normally you would have 12 cards in your deck, but then the um, next turn can be uh, predicted completely and uh, here, because of the 9 cards, the second turn cannot be completely predicted and you also have a chance to pick up some of the high-end units that you gathered in the first round in your second round already. That is one point, the other point is that Everybody decides at the same time whether they want to go to planet 1, whether they want to go to planet 2 or maybe even to both planets. And because of this uh, simultaneous uh, action selection, uh, the game always plays in 35 to 45 minutes regardless of whether you're just two people or whether you have a big group of of eight people to play it. In those nine starting cards that you have, you have three infantry which have uh, two points of ground combat power which you need at those uh, planets in order to um, um, secure locations Uh, and we will talk about the locations in a minute. And the other five uh, cards are um, um, fighters which have two points of space combat value but no ground combat value. But the fighters you can retrofit by simply rotating them around and then all of a sudden you see a value of one space combat and one ground combat. So if you need some extra ground combat, you can retrofit uh, your fighters with a bomb loadout. And you have one ace pilot who is better in space combat, but he's as bad in ground combat as a no-name fighter pilot. And um, the way it works is that you look at the planets, and there are three locations on each planet, so the first location gives you victory points and you need a specific number of ground combat um, points in order to uh, secure this Uh, so the planet i'm holding in my hand right now has for instance uh, a victory point location that says one and three so if you just had one point of ground power you would get one victory point if you had three you could get three and if you have four or more you can get the full four points There is another location on each planet which gives you a big upgrade card, for instance, a battle cruiser which has 5 points of space combat power or a destroyer which has 4 space combat and 1 ground combat or a mine layer that only has 1 point of um, space combat power but can uh, reduce the space combat of opposing ships. And all of these capital ships can also be retrofitted to a a planetary combat loadout. And these two locations that I mentioned, the, the big ship upgrade and the victory points, they are unique. Only one person can land there. But there is a third location, and this is duplicated into infinity, so every player can always get something. Nobody is shut out if there's more than three people at a planet and in that location you get uh, small upgrade units like a heavy fighter which has uh, 3 points of space common value or robotic infantry which has 3 points of ground combat. Um, or an aerospace fighter with uh, two and two. Um, and also these uh, consolation prize locations, they contain cities, and in the cities you can leave behind a garrison when you conquer them, in order to thin your deck and at the same time score one victory point. Right. And so it's, uh, it's a lot to process initially, but after one or two rounds the game is very intuitive, and it has a lot of decision making. So not only do you need to decide where do you want to go, you need to decide how do you configure your ships and then once the resolving stage um, is uh, occurring, uh, somebody might uh, have a higher space comment value and take the location that you wanted to land on and then you have on the fly to change your plan, do you now go to? The location that gives you the cruiser but you're not using all of your ground combat points or do you go to that consolation prize location where you can utilize your ground combat points efficiently but you only get little upgrades yes. and um, in the final round there is a planet that contains the most victory points um, so that people who are a little bit behind can make a comeback and the base game is uh, two to four players It uh, retails for 17 pounds or 19 euros, and um, I'm running a Kickstarter campaign at the end of June, where people can still get the base game, but it's a Kickstarter for the expansion. So if people bought it here at UK Games Expo and like the game, uh, they can um, get the expansion if they are uh, really interested in it. And uh, as I said, with one base game, it's two to four players, and if you combine two games, it's uh, two to eight players. Thank you for listening to my long range. That's
0: okay, thank you. Sounds good. Uh, yes, brilliant. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be all. Awesome. Right, so here I am at Solar City with the lovely
6: Martin Rappel. It's a, I know it's very difficult to pronounce, but my, my real name is Martin, which is Martin in English. Super. Well,
0: my name is Nevada Drew, which is about as odd as you can get, so <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Yeah, so I've just been playing Solar City, which is a city building sort of tile lane game in a grid where from what, one to four, two <laughs> four players.
6: Uh, from two to four, two yeah. To four but players. we have a solo mode. Uh, that's uh, that will be some one of the stretch goals. Cool,
0: cool, yeah. Because you're hitting Kickstarter on the uh, on the t- uh, June twelfth. June twelfth, brilliant. And, right, and that okay. will be
6: doing simultaneously with another uh, crowdfunding website yep. in Poland. And we just uh, sum up the funds. And basically, that's what we're trying to achieve: is to uh, get as many stretch goals as possible from two sources.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, um, yeah, I'll let uh, i tell you about the uh, how the game works
6: and. Yeah, the Star City is, is the game that we've been working with my my fiance for basically one and a half years. Yeah. And first, that was a just idea about, the, about building something from the tiles. Yeah. That was a medieval village at the beginning. Then we then we changed the theme into the cloud catchers, when you had a big uh, ships that are just running on the sky. Uh, but basically, we found the we found the theme that's used the most, which is the Solar punk universe. Uh, solar punk is the kind of idea that's in opposite to cyberpunk. Yeah, and uh, that's why we are trying to in this city building game. We are trying to save the environment and uh, find the solution how to how to save basically the future. Yeah, uh, because we are fighting against smog and bad and bad very bad air pollution. Yeah. We are from Krakow, and Krakow is the second most polluted, uh, polluted city uh, in, in Europe, so it's very close to us.
0: Right, yeah. Cool, so uh, mechanically the game works on, you've got a player board that has some sort of inserts in inside of it. Yes. And um, on your turn you're going to buy a cart, buy a tile rather, yeah. um, place it into your grid wherever you want, and then you always place in a, an activation token. And then you activate whatever
6: that line is. Am I, am I on that's, the right line? Yeah, you're right. That's that's how we call this mechanism: build and lock. Yeah. Because anytime when you build something on your road on the grid for four by four, yeah. you're able to activate the, the district in in the in the city. When yeah. you when you activate the district, you you get income from from all of your skyscrapers in this district. Brilliant. What's more, you block. Your opponents the same district, so they cannot use in this current round. Yeah. They cannot use the the ability from the skyscrapers. That brings something for it's quite unique for this game because the, you have to watch not only on your uh, city how it grows, but also how how good your opponents are, and you're trying to stop them from getting more points than uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's
6: that's the small small thing. What, what you can do that's the yeah. Thing.
0: So there's like the common sort of cards, and then there's the uh, what are the blue ones called? This, these
6: are public structures. Yeah, they works, uh, they help runs the the system in the city. They have. Those buildings—they they are effective for whole of your city, on the whole system. Yeah. And um, yeah, that helps. That brings that breaks the rules basically. Yeah. Because the rules are very straightforward. You you are able to perform one out of three different actions, but with those um, public structures, you can basically break something. Yeah. This is something like what is very unique. They those buildings—they have some ongoing effects.
0: Yeah. So and as well as buying a tile, you can also flip one over to it. what's the like cycle? This- yeah, this is
6: the so you build the skyscrapers. Yeah, but you can upgrade them into the sky gardens, Brilliant. the powerful buildings that brings uh, some special um, solutions to save environment. They collect, let's say, um, they collecting solar energy. They are changing them into the uh, they changing into the green energy. They yeah. have they are covered with the. Photovoltaic solar panels yeah. so that's uh, that's the solution how how you can save basic environment here yeah. so cool. behind this mechanism this is a very deep lore of this game and uh, if you find our website uh, you'll find everything what's it's related to the solar prime uh, idea universe. Brilliant. Brilliant. So yeah, it's, it's nicely simple. Like the turns
0: go quickly. You buy one thing. You activate an area. You pass yeah. the first of it. It was crazy. Yeah, I only played two-player games so far, but it was it was nice, good back and forth. So true.
6: And we are starting uh, Kickstarter very very soon. As I said, you know, guys, if you if you'd like to help us, uh, we prepare more more than thirty-five different stretch goals. Yeah. Uh, so right now in the base game we have twelve different types of buildings. Yeah. But you can all you can unlock. The whole game that you will be able to uh, get 30 different buildings, 27 wow. different, 30 different types of buildings, 27 yeah. different types of uh, of uh, public structures. Right. And I just counted uh, recently: if you have a pile of 30 different type of buildings and you draw only six type of buildings, that gives you six, nearly 600,000 permutations for a set. That's insane. That's quite insane. Yeah, I'm a very big fan of the game that calls Dominion. Yeah. That, that's what we are trying to achieve in this game as yeah,
0: well. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, awesome. That's the thing. Brilliant. Thank you very much for talking to me, Thank you, I hope the Kickstarter goes well, and uh, have a good rest of the expo. Thank you very, very much. much. Thank you. Right, okay. I'm here with Mark from Wreck uh, and Ruin, the designer, and he's going to tell us a bit about his game that's on Kickstarter at the moment, so... Go away, Mark. Go away, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, God. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, go. you can eat it, Mark, Yeah, I can. Yeah. Or at least... So,
7: Wreck and Ruin is a post-apocalyptic battle for resources, so what we're doing is, we're coming out into the wasteland to basically salvage these sites, whoever owns the most of them at the end of the game is the winner, so what happens is, you get four activations per turn to use on our vehicles, your basic activations are to move, shoot and ram, each one costs an action. Now, we all have a wastelander guide, and this basically tells you everything you need to know to play the game. if I want to move one of my scouts, for instance, I've got a move of eight, so I'm spending action, and I can basically move on that, eight in a straight line. If I want to turn them, so I can go one, two, three, cost one to turn, four, five, six, seven, eight, that'd be a move. Now, shooting, is pretty simple. Every vehicle has got a range of three hexes, and it's an 180 degree arc, so as long as you can make a clear path to the target, you can make a shot. The attack value is the number of dice you roll, the armor value is the score you're looking for. So, a big rig, as this guy, he'd roll three dice, and if he was shooting a scout, he'd hit on threes. Everyone does a damage, and when they take damage, it's represented with these cool oh, wow. flame wow, They are amazing little flame tokens. Are so, cool. <laughs> so, basically, you can see your full tactical situation at all times, you can see who's nearly dead, who's out and kind of you can uh, plan for that. Now, what you wanted to do in your turn is you wanted to move on to a couple of these sites. Once I've finished taking all, I'll take all four actions before it comes your turn. Yeah. Then any that I sit on, turn green. Yeah. You then have your turn, any that are green at the end of your turn come off to me as victory points. So a four player game, we're all enemies. Technically the person to your left is the one that's going to stop you scoring the most. Okay. So you are your nemesis. Yeah. So what will happen is, in order for you to contest that, all you have to do is you have to damage them in some way. Okay. Now the easiest way to do that is to shoot me, so if you damage me, it flips it back to red.
0: Yeah.
7: But what will happen is, in a situation like this for instance, you damage me, but at the end of your turn, I'm still occupying it. Yeah. So it flips again. So it comes to your turn now, there's two to contest. And you have only got four actions. Do you go after your own? Do you stop us from scoring? That's completely up to you. Now, when these come off, we basically place new ones out, so there's always going to be four to play for. So they kind of move about the map as we're going. Now the last action you have is to ram. It's a bit complicated to go through right now. I'll show you basically when we get closer. Teach other how to work. But The simplest explanation is you always ram something smaller than you. And when you ram it, you also get to push it and move in. So it's a good way of getting things off and getting you onto it as well. Cool. Now, each vehicle has a special skill, but they all have access to full throttle. And what that is, is you want to make a move, you've not got enough movement to do it. So this is my buggy. You would normally move six, but I can see. If I wanted to get them there, I can't do it. it. Has to be the first action that I do with the vehicle, and I have to see that I'm doing it. So what I'll say is I'm going to try and fill throttle my buggy. But just a roll die. And I take off the vehicle's size. Whatever's left is free moves. Okay. So in this case i will get an extra extra three moves. Clark. On their turn, they'll take it. So what would, I do, what would happen is I'd get an extra three moves. So I could basically move potentially nine if I wanted to. So gets me enough to get up there. If when I take that off, if it leaves me zero or less, it fails, I still get my full move, I still get an extra one. So in that case, I could actually still get there. But what it means is can't spend any more actions on that vehicle that turn. It's kind of, it time for this engine to cool back down. It's available to all the vehicles, but as they get heavier, it gets harder to pull off but so too also reduces the range extra move. so Scout can potentially move 13. Big Rig is going to max out at 6. Yeah. Okay. That's everything we need to know to get started. Now player 1 has the advantage of starting with an extra action point to activate all their vehicles. Anyone feel confident starting off? Do you want me to do it? Go it. You want to go for it? No, no, no. <laughs> right. All right. So what I do is I just spend these like money so I'll flip them over as I'm using them now you can set these up any way you want within that setup area these areas block movement and line of sight and so too do all vehicles so that includes your friendlies as well a quick note on turning the big vehicles when they're turning you can only turn one hex and then they have to move, so you're not allowed to go one, two, three. Yeah. But the scouts can turn any direction for one. You can turn as many times as your movement allows. So what I'll do is, I'm going to move my buggy. So I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to attempt to feel throttle this scout. So whatever I roll, I'm going to take one off, so pretty good chance he's gonna get extra moves. So i get four, Dove's So I've got a range of twelve. So I'll go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Your armor's always one weaker in the back, it's easier to hit somebody in the back. So where you can, keep it covered up. Point it away from the enemy. So that's two moves. I'll then move up my record. So one, two, three, four. How aggressive a player are you? I don't trust you. We're gonna go that way. And then I'll move up my big so He's gonna go one, two, three, four. Now big rigs, when you're turning them, they rotate from the rear because they take up the two hexes. So You just need to take that into account. But what makes up for their lack of movement is they can shoot 360 degrees and it's from either hex. Right. Last action then, I'm going to move up my mic, I'm going to full throttle So I take the one off, give me an extra two. Go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And I'll use the last one. Just in case. So what happens is that's the end of my turn. Any sites that are occupied, flip. So, I deliberately went for this one to show you. Basically, although I'm right in front of him, yeah. Chances are he's never going to get a chance to contest it. Yeah. Because it's you I need to worry about.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I do one thing. I move or shoot or so
7: any you can basically do two actions with any one vehicle yeah but they have to be different actions okay so any combination in any order
6: yeah
7: move shoot shoot ram you just yeah. can't move move
0: right. so when you ram something does that also include moving or do you have to reach the next the first
7: so you need to be adjacent so like this guy basically one of these three hexes
0: yeah. has then, your target you yeah
7: okay now the, the record does have a special skill called steamroll what that does is it means that you can basically move up to three hexes in a straight line to okay. perform a ram. Wow. So in this case, you can actually move and ram yeah. for one action. Oh, yeah, I got it. Nothing's in a
0: straight line, is it?
7: No, we can still move, but then I'm still... Oh,
0: move and then turn. You then
7: move in a straight line, so you're not going to change direction, but you can still ram me because I'm
0: oh, I see. So in that move front arc. Okay, sorry, if I move that and then ram you, and yeah. you move that way on. So
7: I'll move this way. You can also move Sorry, that way to... I'm going do that
0: first. That's a good, a good It'd be first rude thing. not to. Yeah, so I'll move that. I invited it, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, then I'll ram you off there. Yeah,
7: so the way ram works is... You roll the number of dice equal to your armour.
0: Right.
7: And then it's resolved like an attack. So you're so looking for five three. Dice.
0: So five dice?
7: Gosh. Yeah. So this is not going to end well.
0: Oh. You were nearly there.
7: Controversial. I yeah. was. Oh. So you got one hit. Yeah. Your size counts as automatic successes. So basically you've got three plus one. So you're on a four. Yep. Now, with a ram, I do get a chance to try and mitigate some of this damage. But I'm getting the opposite from you, so I'm getting... I've got three armor, I need fives. Okay. Now I only get one success. Right. So I basically need to roll a lot better than you. Oh. You did roll a lot better than you. So three, now a six is always an exploding die, so... It counts as a success, you get to roll again.
3: Ah.
7: Uh, so I've got three successes, plus my one. Yeah. So I'm going to score a four. Yeah. You have your one plus your three. You're yeah. on a four. Yeah. So technically we're tied, but in case of a tie, the attacker always wins. Oh, really? It's a tie. Yeah. So I take one damage. Now, because it's a tie, you don't push me, but it is enough to so contest that. Uh-huh. That's the first bike that survived all weekend. I was, that was a shocking roll. But anyway, that's one action.
0: Yeah, okay, so...
7: Uh... Basically, what you could do is, if you wanted, you could shoot again with this guy, because you've only activated him once, Yeah. you could shoot with somebody else, and then what happens is, see when I die, like when I get wrecked, what happens is I put in the black peg, which shows his damaged, and it's out of the game. I then crash and burn so I kinda go off as a flaming fireball right. screaming across the desert. Okay. So you've got an advantage to blow me up because then I can come off this. Yeah. And you can get on. The only issue is I could potentially go straight forward. Yeah, right yeah. In right into your bike. Go on,
0: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you and we'll try and set you up in a blaze of glory. So I'll I'll shoot with this thing. Yeah. So, roll. so
7: your wrecker yeah. rolls two dice. Two dice. Good for a freeze.
0: Alright. What do I need to get above three? So.
7: Three plus on either one. I've only got one hat left. Just. So the black peg basically shows that he's out of the game until I can try and oh. fix him. So you don't roll have
0: defensively this.
7: on You're only, for, only for the ram you roll defensively, yeah. Oh. So your armour, just. The armour's represented in the, the dice roll. So yeah. what I do is then I'm going to run, run off in a random direction. So yeah. okay. I'll roll and see what way I'm going to go. On a roll of one i blow up on the spot uh, i'm removed from play
0: yeah i do
7: unfortunately remove this temporarily
0: yeah
7: but what i do is it also do splash damage to all vehicles around about so again, i get a one die attack against him but it doesn't wound so meet the armor yeah. okay so in my turn if i want i can buy him back into my setup area nothing's yeah. ever permanently out the game yeah but just starts tying up my actions then, and it's whether it's worthwhile doing it or not.
0: Okay, okay. All right, and then I think I'm gonna... I'm gonna try and overcharge my bike. So I roll... You roll
7: this, you take the one off, so... You got a good... You're move nine. Yeah,
0: so... seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. So it doesn't it, get flipped uh, uh, yet. Yeah. So
7: that is a success. Yeah. So what that means is, if you wanted to, you could spend another action on it. That's only the only difference between the success and the fail. Yeah. You So you could do another thing when you get there. Cool. I mean, I'm going to yeah. just to try and shoot your big thing. I mean. I've got a funny feeling I know what that big thing's going to do. Yes. Yeah,
0: so. <laughs> There's <laughs> no way to tell. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. There's no way to know what the big yeah. thing will He's like, poker face. He's <laughs> <feast. laughs> <laughs> just sitting there like... Uh, yeah, I'll shoot. Oh, can I shoot the big thing from that? Yeah, sure. So. Yeah, yeah, so
7: basically, you've got one, two, three. Yeah. This is your arc. So it's.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got Oh Shoot, it's going to ram me, so I might as well have a, no, so no, I need a it. No, it failed disastrously. It did. I wasn't going to ram you, but now you've aimed. going to ram me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now you. So
7: score. what happens is you fail to stop these. So these come off as points. So I've got two points. These are what I find. So, how do you feel about swearing? Do you mind the occasional words? Swear, Go ahead, go ahead swear. So. This is a deck of buff and dick moves. Right. So they are free to use. Basically what they do is they allow you to do things, bend and break every rule in the game. So for instance, this one allows you to make a free attack. It's so only a one-die attack, but if it hits, it does two damage. But you might have something like that, which allows you to spend two actions on attacking, which you could normally do. Okay. So you can use these at any time once you have them. The only rules are, can only play one per player per turn. But what happens is we're going to place out new tokens to replace, I took two and we also blew one up. Yeah. So we're going to put three back on, Now it's sending your turn, so you yeah. place them. So oh, what I'll you
0: do is,
7: the round tracker doubles up as a map of the area, so you're going to roll three dice. Uh-huh. One, two, three, four, five, six. These yeah. are basically the zones that you place them oh, in. roll yeah. three dice. Yeah. Right, so you're going to put one in this zone, yeah. Now the rules for placement are can be where a vehicle is or where an obstacle is, and it can't be the very outer edge of play. But other than that, it's fair game. It's fair Including setup here if you want, but the only disadvantage is I could bring them right back in. So one in there, one in zone three. So fully that had happened before you took your turn. And then finally zone five is oh, right in front of him. So, yeah, make it hard for it. <laughs> make it work for it.
0: Now, love the closer.
7: You now, you're probably not going to hold on to this one for long, but. I doubt it. <laughs> I really do.
0: Probably. Okay. Uh, so, if I activate. Oh, it just did happen. Deep racing. One, two. Now I have to spend another one to ram. Right? Yes. Okay, so I roll my armor,
7: armor yeah, which is four. And you're looking for his armor score, filling for threes. So you've got four successes. And
0: then my size, so I've got eight successes. Yeah. Sorry,
7: so I didn't even to be rolling the dice. <laughs> so you're going to roll three dice. I roll three dice. Oh. And you're looking for four, but you beat, well, basically you need about a million <laughs> sixes. Yeah. Yeah, so what great. happens is you failed, you got one. Yeah. success so you take 7 damage <laughs> that's yeah. a bit
0: much,
7: a, bit much. <laughs> a, bit a guy you can only take 2 so what happens is this is going to flip now the first thing when you're wrecked as part of a ram yeah. you're always going to crash and burn away so the shooting is based on what direction you're on but ram you always block away from them but because you're heavier you get to push them
0: into one of these 3 hexes first oh nice so i yeah. so, okay. Explode into one of his vehicles. There so I'm pushing. Him so you him to you can
7: push him into any one of these three, and this, this is the way he's going to go. So what you could do is <laughs> you basically put him there, hoping that when he crashes and bombs he might crash into his bike. Yeah. But you also allows you to follow up and okay. move into space he occupied. So when you said, uh,
0: doesn't he move into one of these three? How does he go to there? Oh yeah, sorry. Because he was on that point. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All you can do is put me there and then crash and burn into my own bit. Yeah, so you yes. can move it into
7: any yeah. one of these three. Yeah, no, that one. That yeah, one. that one. It is your one. <are> you <laughs> that sure? one? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, right,
0: yeah. It's so good.
7: He's now got a crash and burn. So it's your vehicle, so you resolve
0: it. Oh, but I've been rolling
7: terribly. Five. So a five is a jink to the right. <laughs> right, and then you roll to see how far you go. So basically, if you roll more than a five, you're gonna crash at me. You will resolve a round. You're
0: going that way. You're not. Six uh, would have been. You going yeah. that way. Oh, I see. Lots. Hi. Right
7: so, basically, you come crashing down here. and right into the side of my buggy. So. Take
0: them out. Oh, I see. You're gonna go. You're to swerve around. I see. Yeah.
7: So now what we'll do is we resolve a between the two of these. So you're gonna roll three dice. Yeah. Looking for fours. And I get the opposite. Two fours. So. I've got my three plus my size, so yeah. I'm on a five. So, chance of these guys doing any damage when they crash and burn, pretty low. You see if you get one of these guys screaming across yeah. it, oh yeah. basically takes everything out on its way. Yeah, okay. Cool. So what happens is now, in your turn, you can spin actions if you want to try and fix him to get him. He stays there, basically, until oh, right. okay. you try and fix him. The one is a
0: special one where you explode then.
7: Yeah, so yeah. You, can, you can explode, which takes you off the table. Um, you can also crash and burn off the edge as well. And if I wanted to buy him back in, buying the action only removes the black Pig, So if your big rigs removed for six damage, it yeah. still comes back on the five. Right,
0: right. Oh yes, yeah, the difference now. Oh, yeah, you, I, like, I really like these. I really love the idea of Just clip them in. I just. Such can't a believe that, way of tracking damage.
7: As you can see, I'm a very visual person, and for me, <laughs> it was something that, it contains all the information that you need.
0: Well, yeah. So many games you have like little tokens that sort of sit next to a thing, and well, and it's like at a glance. It's really hard to see what's the what, but it's just attached, and it just, emits, and it makes thematic sense as well that they would be on fire. So
7: this yeah. guy has pot shot skill um, anywhere within his move. You can make a shot at somebody for one. one On one die. It's at minus one to roll, but it's free. But you can basically decide at what point. So, can I take a shot at You can him? take a shot at him, you can still move your extra two after it if sure. you wanted. I'm going to take a shot at him. So, you normally need a three to hurt him, but because it's minus one, you need a four. No it's a fail in any language. And then uh, we'll go to that. Controversial. He's coming for you. Right, so. That's the end of his turn, so these two are going to slip over. Um, and then he says, come at me, bro. Um, when do the new ones turn up? Only when someone scores well, Only when they're scored, yeah. Right.
0: Or if they get exploded. Or even when they get exploded, they're just wait. They're still waiting until they...
7: Yeah, so what happened is, if somebody crashes and burns and finishes on one of these... Yeah it comes off as well
0: and then it comes back on when it, it comes score? back
7: on at the end of that,
0: turn. End of that so, turn, yeah. Right, yeah.
7: cool. just to stop somebody not repeating something yeah. to stop people
0: from scoring yeah yeah that makes sense
3: cool
0: brilliant right so I think I'm going to play the rest of the game now I'm oh, going to record the rest of the bit so thank you